Hello Scrappers, Dro here with a quick disclaimer. Though we always strive to keep our content on Pot Against the Machine accessible to everyone, Call of Cthulhu is by its very nature a dark and sometimes disturbing game system. So just a heads up that this particular McFib series may feature the following. Disturbing imagery. Physical and psychological injury. Discussions of psychological issues. Drugs and drug paraphernalia acts of violence, and other adult themes that, though we strive to keep them at a roughly PG-13 level, could nonetheless be uncomfortable for some listeners. So listener discretion is advised for this series. All right, ma'am, I think that's everything. I'll let you know what we find out. Thank you so much, Officer uh, Nagayan? Win, actually. Like, win, but with a bit of an N sound at the front. Uh, granddad was from Vietnam. Ooh, exotic. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, all right, miss, I'm gonna head back to the station and... That's it! Sergeant Wynn spins around just in time to catch the tail end of an all-too-familiar van rumble by outside the funeral home. That's the van that dropped that awful man off! All right, miss, calm down. I'll go check it out. You just stay here and maybe... Keep that front door locked for the rest of today, just in case. Uh, Alright, be careful. I, I think he was one of them potheads. Wynn does his best not to burst out laughing as he hurries around the back to his unmarked sedan. He's glad he took it instead of one of the two liveried cruisers. He hops behind the wheel, sparing a quick glance down the back alley, sparsely filled with cars from various businesses along Shoshone. He sees the gaudy gold Jaguar parked down at the end of the street and makes a mental note to ask its owner some questions later. He pulls out and catches up with the van fairly quickly. It's them all right, the so-called Fright Finders. He knew that description by Bates' clerk couldn't be anyone else, but he hoped he was wrong. I told them to drop it, to leave town. He reaches for the toggle to switch on the hidden flashers, but stops himself once he realizes they are leaving town. Hmm. Well, I'll be damned. I guess that group can listen. He knew they'd already been to the house. They'd have no reason to be going back there now, so they had to be leaving. Didn't they? Win. Come in. He jumps as the radio blares to life, then laughs at his own skittishness and picks it up. Yeah, Chief? You talk to the girl at Bates? Yep, got her statement. I think it's probably nothing, but I'll file it when I'm back. In fact, uh, gonna head to the station now, spell out Lincoln at the phone desk. Alright, sounds good. Over and out. He hangs up the radio and looks at the van disappearing down Route 2 in the distance. If they're not gone, if they didn't listen, manning the phones would make sure he was the first to know about it. Wynn shakes his head again. I told you, you should have let it go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jimmy Fame Presents Bonus Against the Machine, More Pod from Your Bod, sponsored by Charlie the Lizard Folks, Chicken Emporium, More Cluck for Your Buck. We are going through the Forget-Me-Not Call of Cthulhu module by Brian M. Sammons. It is part of the collection, Things We Leave Behind. And a quick recap, uh, even though obviously no time has passed, on our last exciting uh, bit of this adventure, our uh, intrepid, uh, 
Uh, I'm not good at this like Zach is. Uh, our, there's nothing supernatural that starts with an I. Our intrepid imp nope. investigator. Incorporeal uh, investigators. There we go. Our intrepid incorporeal investigators uh, decided it was time to split up gang and go and re-interview all of the people that they no longer remember talking to because they all have some kind of weird amnesia. So, I believe it was Obadiah at first stayed at the hotel and read through the several newspaper clippings that he appeared to have copied over at the local library, discovering some of the history of the Cobsham Horror House, that there were several disappearances throughout the years, that the caretaker at one point apparently something happened to him and he attacked his family. The person who originally built it, Cobsham himself, was a bit of a strange person. He imported ruins from Europe into the uh, construction. He vanished without a trace. Just very odd stuff. Marlin went and talked to the real estate agent who is in charge of the property. She did not seem very happy to speak with Marlin after learning that he was a member of the investigative team. She claims that she had talked to them before and had refused to show them the house because she didn't want to be involved in their show. She thought it was schlock, basically. Cyrus went and talked to the mayor and got a good bit of information from her. Uh, she was also a bit standoffish at first, but he was eventually able to get through to her. He discovered, uh, very interestingly, that Cobsham's wife is still alive, though she has moved back to England in the interim, apparently. He was able to get some contact information from her, but was unfortunately unable to really speak to her. He attempted to call her at one point, and she just hung up on him. And uh, Cole decided to stop in at the funeral home, where he basically committed assault against the desk clerk and fled when she called the police on him. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He mostly assaulted a door. <laughs> yeah, he attempted to break in after she told him that, uh, no, he needed to leave. He tried to run past her and get in the back office and was not able to. Uh, then the gang all got back together. They headed out to their last people they wanted to visit, which were the neighbors of the Cobchams. On the way there, they were temporarily, they believe, followed, though their tail kind of gave up and went back after a while. Uh, and then they got a good bit of information while speaking with the Plainsboros. They discovered that there is sometimes strange lights at the house. They discovered that there's an odd gold car that's been seen there multiple times, along with several other vehicles that don't ever repeat. They learned that the Plainsboros actually knew uh, Terence, the caretaker, and that he had very strange things going on right before the uh, murders happened. He was trying to seal up the house apparently with weather stripping just very a lot of very odd stuff going on and i think i am going to toss it to you guys if you want to maybe before entering into the house itself if anybody wants to maybe review some of what you've discovered try to think of anything i will say you've got some interesting clues as to what exactly is going on you did talk a little bit about last time you said maybe you think that you were involved with something actually paranormal, <laughs> which is kind of freaking a lot of you out. What do you think? And we did the, the, mmm, I cannot remember their names now, even though you just said it. The the people who are neighbors to the, the house. Plainsboro's. Yes, Plainsboro's. Um, we decided that they had seen at least a few lights on the night that we were there, or I guess last night. Yes. That was one of the nights that they saw things. They said just this past night they did, in fact, see lights. Or at least he did. So spooky. So I feel like two things that were up in the air that we were discussing. One, possibly calling a contact at the police department. Oh, yes, which I forgot. Uh, I'm going to yeah. jump back in for a second. I forgot that we ended with quite a uh, big reveal at the end. You had several, uh, you had a few different notes as well as an audio file 
of a confidential contact that was only listed as N. Uh, you attempted to text them at one point. They told you to drop it and just get out of town. And at the end of the last session, you called up the police station to attempt to talk to, Sher uh, to uh, Chief Bannerman. Uh, the phone was picked up by Sergeant Wynn, who you've heard name drop before. You, Bannerman told you he was the one that went to check on your van. And Wynn said, like I told you before, drop it, revealing that he has been your confidential informant. I forgot about that one. That was a big one. The whole time. So that was really, that, that were the two things. That was like, can't remember if we actually got confirmation on anything relating to the gold car. Probably not. And you did that, not. Yeah, okay, cool. And that like N existed, but we'll probably never ever see him again. I don't know, maybe we'll come out of the house. <laughs> maybe we'll come out of the house only to be arrested immediately for defying N's yeah. orders. It's gonna end like Monty Python. There's the cops show up and arrest everybody. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for a movie from 1972-3. That's why it's funny. <laughs> now we all have to live. We have to make it to April 1st, 2007, to see WrestleMania 23 in Detroit, Michigan together. That's what we plan to do before going. No, why I had 2007 open up and not 2006. But Well, that is the one thing that I think we all remember <laughs> is that we were definitely going to WrestleMania. <laughs> well, that was the only yeah. the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> the we're tickets were the only thing friends. left in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> a little muscly heart on that day. On the oh, sorry, please keep going. <laughs> no, I was just going to make another joke and say, on top of all of the uh, business cards and everything, you all found a matching ticket. <laughs> all your wallets, and that's how we knew we were friends. To next year's, <laughs> maybe not even <laughs> this year's. <laughs> oh God! Now I'm looking at what that WrestleMania was. What a WrestleMania to pick! <laughs> I just, I just chose it arbitrarily. Anyway, let's, so we're gonna crack into the WrestleMania part of the podcast, right? Because we need a lot of filler. Yeah. I, I got the impression mm -hmm. that this, this, uh, we should really slow this down <laughs> as much as possible. But yeah, is there anything uh, I do have? Uh, yeah, like for the uh, folks at home who can't see it, there is a uh, Pepe Silva uh, conspiracy board that I have for everybody. It's not uh, quite as fancy as maybe some other podcast boards where their players can move this stuff around themselves because I did not have the time or energy to make that, but there is quite a bit of stuff on it for investigative sake. <laughs> there was all that uh, Arapaho legend about the doors, yes. mm -hmm. the secret mm -hmm. doors and the trap house. Uh, but yes. not in the like Fetty Wap way, but like the uh, like a house that traps you. Will take you to a labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, compared it to the myth of the labyrinth. It's some real Alwyn mind maze stuff. Yeah, really. Yeah, and that apparently there's some kind of dark god that lives in it and can make deals with you. So that is another spooky thing that was among Obadiah's papers from the library. Definitely looking forward to the David Bowie uh, cameo. <laughs> when we inevitably go into that labyrinth, but um, I think dance, magic here. dance. <laughs> um, I think it has become abundantly clear that there is no avoiding actually going back to the house if we want to retrieve our our dear missing friend and not just run away into the night and never return. Which we had discussed. Sort of. We, we floated that one several times. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I believe you're sitting in the van in front of that house. <laughs> okay, and there's also some wacky stuff that happened in like tunnel under the house. What what is the what is there's like a story or something, right? Cuz uh, there's the the whole like this turns you into a vampire, like a, you know, one conception. Yeah, it was of, mentioned of like a... you can't walk under the sun was one of the things mentioned in the legends, and it was mentioned that Cobsham's basement is apparently like a Roman ruin that he had imported from Britain. From Britchester. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so there is, right, so there's most likely this, one of these secret spiral doors in the basement, and probably some uh, extension of the Wab Binashkawad which is the Earth Spirit. Mm -hmm. I also said that really far away from the microphone, so nobody could actually determine if I said it well or not. Sure hope, like, Holly isn't a shaman of old W.A. 
So we said we're parked outside of the house, right? Yeah, you had driven to the house. You all got to finally see it up close for the first time. And then you decided to attempt to call the... <laughs> I'm trying to remember the reason that you wanted to call the police station before I, going. For the, I think we were for the gold car. For the car. Oh, you wanted to look yeah. into the gold car. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they told us to drop it. Like, and told us straight yeah. up to drop it. Mm-hmm. So... What if we call again and don't ask about the car? Well, and I will say, he told you to drop it actually before mentioning anything about the car. You basically just called, you said who you were, and he's like, oh, it's you guys. Drop it. Interesting. So did we hang Mm -hmm. up, or is he still on the line? He hung up on you after saying that. (laughs) That wasn't very nice of him at all. We could drive back to the police station and force him to talk to us. (laughs) We We can have... Let's just go uh, beat up the police. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's whole character busts through a door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, is stunning eruption of feet in uh, <laughs> Call of Cthulhu? No, uh, unfortunately, that was only in 6th edition. They removed it from 7th. <laughs> Too OP. Um, like on one hand, there's investigating. On one hand, <laughs> there is investigating to be done. We have some you know, potential threads, disparate as they may be, that we could tie towards a woven conclusion of some type. I'll remind everyone at home I am still concussed. We are here in front of the house for the first time in a whew, crisp minute. Maybe we should start our investigating there. It's not like anything bad happens, right? Well, perhaps Miss Holly is inside holding our memories somehow and she'll return them to us. <laughs> Get in the van, and we'll all go back safely into our headquarters, and I'm sure we have. This is a no-spoiler, uh, only murders in the building reference, but I'm wondering if it's just like a white room situation from season three. Did anyone <laughs> watch season three yet? Yep. Okay, yeah. Just <laughs> just collective. Just a total white uh, room. Wake up with messy hair and inexplicable... Ah, <laughs> uh, no spoilers. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um... I, I don't think there's anything for it. I, uh, if I, I would feel a lot better if we had like a couple tubes of caulk, or like a a cement mixer, or the the weather stripping thing, right? Like there was something there was something leaking. The, I'm, am I the only one who got that there was like a leak and like everything like is probably there's probably a leak that just needs to be plugged up and then everything will be fine. Unless, my methy friend, that is the light that is burning the skin of the shaman of W.A. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, our enigmatic friend. If you could uh, expl- just, you know, expound on that just a little bit, I would appreciate it. And then we can head on in. Did with you our- share the clippings oh, yeah. with us? I'm sure you did. He's thinking, uh, I'm, you're, he's thinking that because apparently you are hurt by the light that maybe the weather stripping was in order to stop sunlight from getting in. That's what your brain's going to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who is you in that sentence? Iris. Terrence was the one that wanted weather stripping. It was one Got of the it. things that he asked uh, Plainsboro about like just a few days before he went like crazy and attacked right. his family. Yes. Okay, same page, but got it. I guess, but he was like out under, did he like walk up to him under the sun and ask for this weather stripping? You uh, didn't ask specifically, but you assume it probably happened during the day because you figure he probably would have mentioned something weird if he was like suddenly only coming out at night or something. I retract my previous enigmatic statement. No, it's too late. I've, I've got in my notes here, Cyrus equals Terrence equals evil mm-hmm. I, wrote, I can't erase it I don't have an eraser well the day is yet young we didn't remember seeing a golden car anywhere and all of our various misdemeanors that we committed around the city not any time you were driving around town or anything and the one that was chasing you was a white one you guys do not remember seeing a gold car the day is yet young so what's your plan Perhaps we search around the premises first. If there's been recent activity here, maybe spare litter, some casual note expounding an evil eldritch plot. Well, shoot. I'd like to roll to investigate. 
the outer area of the house. Uh, you getting out of the van first? I'm getting no. out of the van. <laughs> this is our safe place. I'm doing it. How I'm getting out of you. the van. <laughs> All right. We're driving. Drive the van okay. into the house. Nothing bad has happened to us in the van so far. We're just going to drive a slow circle through the yard. Oh, no. <laughs> Other than Cyrus's concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get out of the, out of the van and look around. Yeah, as you all step out of the van, you get hit with another kind of like wave of memories. Wow. It's, well, it's uglier than a lumpy dumpling. In person, that is. I'll tell you what, the acoustics in that place are going to be terrible. Yeah, um, I think um, that's probably full of spiders. Um, I, I hate spiders. Well, come on now, let's get set up. The sun will be down soon. And as you uh, all remember those lines, I want everybody to make me a con roll. Ooh, Okay. I'm a ooh. There we go, Cyrus. Nice. So, Cyrus, you feel this like kind of weird wave of nausea that comes with this memory, but then you're good afterwards. And for the fine people that are not in the roll twenty, I rolled a seventeen under a fortitude miss fifty. Oh no, it's an eighty over fifty-five. Uh, Obadiah, you. On getting that memory, you fall to your knees and you start retching. How about uh, Marlin? Bummer. That is a 69 over 60 for me, which is not nice. No. In fact, uh, you also fall and start retching. And how about Colm? Uh, what were we rolling on? Uh, your con. Okay, it's uh, 42 under 45 then. Okay, uh, as with Peanutman, you have this wave of nausea, but you're able to shake it off. Uh, and the two of you that failed, uh, you don't take any damage or anything, but you're just, like, for a good bit of time, you're just losing your breakfast. Seem to have a touch of consumption. I think that's what consumption is, right? It's when you throw <laughs> up. Tuberculosis. That's, oh, that's no. tuberculosis. <laughs> no, see, we are expunging... What we consume. Expelling. <laughs> so once they're finished, Cyrus pulls out, uh, what is it called? Uh, Bananka? Is that the like 90s Binaka, breath yeah. spray stuff? Banaka. <laughs> Bana nah, friends. He, he, I'm quite sorry. He is, he's a little bit of this. A little, if you want. Uh, what is everybody's... Uh, Marlon will take the spray. What is everybody's base spot hidden? 80. 60. Also 80. <laughs> 25. Uh, Holm and Marlin, you both notice, you swear, you think you see something moving in the piles on the ground. Is it spiders? Because I hate spiders. Now. Piles of what? <laughs> the uh, the piles of vomit from them. That's, oh, that's gross. Um, no. That's not oh, great. No. No, 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 no. Not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Probably shouldn't eat all them spiders. It's <laughs> really just. <laughs> what have I told you about eating spiders? It's, it's never okay. Nope, nope. Ah, you don't know it's spiders. Right. You just happen to notice something real quick. If I could remember, I wouldn't have done it. Either of you look closer or not? I... <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. Sure but... don't. Hey. Well, probably just a trick of the light. That's a problem for later. Probably just a trick of the light. They probably just threw up on a chipmunk yeah. or something. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we are not the puke <laughs> Sorry, pokers, Jero. We are the <laughs> scare stalkers. I'm really running out of them right now. I mean, I don't have a list. I'm just like, I'm burning through my uh, brain. And this has to be the last <laughs> session. Uh, so... If you guys are going to be kind of looking around the outside, like you said, uh, everybody give me uh, a rolled spot hidden. See if you can, any of you can notice anything around the outside of this house. I will say one thing you all notice right away is uh, the like supports for this, like kind of almost collapsing in on itself, wrap around old style front porch this has. 
the one to the left of the short staircase leading up to the front door is like cracked in like something hit it and oh wow obadiah Ooh. oh but it's only out 25 i was gonna say that's a good <laughs> how cracked uh it looks like it's not like fully broken but it's bent in maybe at like like a 30 degree angle and splintered on the back side towards the house like Last something question. hit it from the direction of the road does it look fresh the wood look relatively cleanly splintered it looks newer than like the other old damage you see to the house uh okay so cyrus got a 95 obadiah got a 19 under 25 uh how about uh marlin and colm marlin got a 51 under 80 colm got a 50 under 80 okay so cyrus does not see it but all of the rest of you see tire tracks in the kind of like it's almost like a dirt drive it looks like maybe at one point it had been like a gravel drive but over the years no one's ever been maintaining it or replacing it so it's mostly just dirt now and you see kind of worn out because it looks like there's been rain and you know like from when you crashed the van it looked like it had recently rained but you can make out tire tracks and you see ones that look like they're probably from your van and you see what looks like it could be a second set like it's obviously hard to tell because there's not really much difference in size of car tires you would need like actual investigative tools to be able to tell the difference but just from where they are and from the fact that they look like they're about the same age like from the night before you think that they're probably from a second vehicle do we get a sense of color I was about from to these say, tracks? Do they look gold? <laughs> Perhaps gold flakes. It's good investigation. Well, can right these there. tracks stay? Because as I understand it, nothing gold can. <laughs> no, you cannot tell the color of the vehicle from the tracks. Weird. I can't see any. I sprayed some of the, the breast spray in my eyes. That's how I rolled it. Yeah, you did the uh, dumb and dumber sprayed <laughs> it the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, can we see where the tracks are going? They look as though they went up to the house and you'll note, actually, that's a good question because you see this, that one of these two sets looks as though they go all the way up to the front of the house and in fact line up to look as though maybe a vehicle collided with that front. I keep wanting to say pillar. It's not pillar. What do you call them? Uh, column uh, but that's is that's not the set of tracks that looks like it was us you can't really tell which set is which just that there's obviously two sets but this set definitely looks closer and i will say it's not as deep so you think it's probably not you think the other set is probably the van just because it's heavier so it would have made deeper tracks but both sets appear to like come up to the house and then leave but one of the sets you notice, like, is literally, like, all the way up to the staircase at the front. Well, back in the van. Let's drive <laughs> into the house. You were right. Well, uh, no time like the present, I suppose. Is there, a, is there like, a, a stoop leading up to this house? What's the, what's the house situation if I wanted to go up to the door? Uh, yes, it's, it's got, like, a wraparound uh, front porch and... So there's like a three or four step up, short little steps, and then maybe about five feet of this porch, and then there is a big double front door. Which in this thing, it has it as a single front door, but uh, it's a double front door. I'm going up the steps. Um, just just to be sure, uh, Mr. Van Wilder, um, you have that um, insurance policy at, at the ready? Uh, I do have it. Uh, I don't get the impression that I'm especially well practiced with such a thing um, a person of my bulk is just feels more like i'd be more comfortable punching or hitting somebody with a baseball bat but uh <laughs> but i do have <laughs> looks a, down the barrel check it, yeah, if you check it it is loaded i think i see a bullet in there it's got these bullets yeah in and you it does feel like uncomfortable to you it, like it doesn't feel like the way driving the van felt like, it feels like it's something that you recognize, but it you don't think that you ever had much use with it. 
Which, again, like you said yourself, makes sense with Obadiah's size. And with his profession, he wouldn't be somebody that'd be shooting people very often. I occasionally go to the range, but I have but a 40. I don't know if someone's better than that. Oh, that is really double mine. Because you're home. Well. Home ah, on the range. The gun to the concussion victim. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, that's who looks down the barrel to check that it's loaded. A little pro, pro tip, right? Um, don't do that. Do not do that. Or not even anywhere. Don't do that. Don't, don't do don't. that. Just yeah. But yeah, is it is it like a is it a little like thirty eight? Is it like a little little semi auto? Uh, it's a decently sized revolver. Okay, cool. It's a forty four. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna break my like what like sixty yeah, no, five year old uh, wrist shooting this thing. Yeah, you feel like maybe like you get the feeling, especially when he says that he's not like super comfortable using it that it was maybe something that was more for intimidation than use that makes sense yeah i am i mean also from a similarly hick place as as true statewise i know we, we all have hicks in all of our states <laughs> but i've shot one of these because of my dad and it was horrifying and it almost flew out of my hands my hands like mm-hmm. like went back it's like shoulders hurt and i was like i don't know i was like a teenager it was it was terrible mm-hmm. so great I'm really stoked to be holding one of these. Uh, and as uh, Marlin goes up to the door, you see that there are boards over it nailed in. And on the one of the handles, there is a like a real estate agency lockbox, like one of those big hanging ones that like has the compartment inside for a key. Well, unless there are any objections, let's uh let's bust on in there, and we'll proceed to bust into the. And I am going to stop talking. No, please don't. Marlon's one of my do favorites. It. Stop, Marlon. Go do it. No. Uh, uh, so what's Marlon doing? Are you just trying to like pull the door open, like brute force it open, or can I? Oh, can I not? I can't. I guess there. I can't get into the box because of how it's locked. Yeah. Is there? Any evidence of ways we might have gotten in there? Okay, how, can we walk around the little veranda, the wraparound thingy? Yeah, you guys can do a circle of the house. And the ground floor windows, you see the third story looks like it's partially collapsed, which, again, is a weird thing for something that's supposedly, like, have in a legal fight over it with, like, people taking care of it and stuff. Like, it does not look the condition that it should be in. There are, uh, as you can see on the... Uh, map page that you're on there is a few windows around there is also two other doors there is on the side of the porch which again i said it has a wraparound porch the uh map it's got like a side porch just pretend that that whole thing wraps around where the stairs are so there is another door off to the side to the right which is boarded but does not have any kind of box or anything on it There are several windows. All of the ground floor ones are boarded. And if you continue around the back of the house, there is another door around the back with a staircase up to it that is also boarded. And it is odd that you don't seem to see like any way into this building. Not just because you know that you apparently went in here, but also because you know that it's a time-honored tradition in this town for kids to break into this house. How do we feel about... I mean, did we try the front door? That's a good idea. I was going to say we should shoot the lockbox open. <laughs> but first, let's try the front door. Uh, if you try the front door, it does appear to be locked. And you can tell that even if you were able to unlock it, you don't know if you'd be able to get those boards off. Like, you'd have to pry them off as well. That lock doesn't seem to be an issue on either of the other two doors. I might be able to help pry off those boards if we wanted to try and enter from the side or the back. Works for me. Does any of the things that are, like any of the windows or points of ingress that are boarded up look like they're boarded up with newer boards? Like maybe someone did come in that way or kids get in that way and that they've been replaced over time? You notice that the board on the door to the side of the front of the house, which is this one I'm pinging, And in the back of the house to the left of the back door, there is a window that looks like the boards on that are also newer. I see that 
that seem to have recently replaced the boards at this door around the flank of the house and around the back of window that abuts the door there. Perhaps my strong friend's prying hands can get us inside in one of those likely recently used portals. Now, not to contradict you, my also <laughs> southern friend, but... Fair. Might not we have more luck trying to open one of the older boards? Maybe just bust right on through those. Rip them off. Tear them with your hands. And we'll elbow Obadiah. So I guess follow up to Zach's question. Are there any that look particularly old and breaky? Uh, you don't see any that look like they're like rotting, but pretty much all of the ones that I didn't ping look like they're a good bit older, like several years old. Not a terrible idea, my friend. Yeah, I believe that man might be on the right track. Not that I can recall any instances of breaking and entering, but why don't I just, you know, kind of like crack his big old knuckles? Just go on down to the the back of the house and see if I can get some of those older boards to cooperate. You're trying the back door? Yes. Right, give me a strength. Wow, that's one of the highest numbers that could be rolled. Uh, I think he explodes. Uh, Which, on the bright side, you can get into the house now. Unless you want to attempt to re-roll that, if you want to push your roll. Yeah, I should push. Just a reminder, if you still fail on a push, something bad happens. Dope. Yeah, uh, now Obadiah, he tries to get his hands around one of the boards and pulls and he feels like he's about to get a splinter like oh sweet but he tries to shift his grip and go for it again uh and gets a <laughs> there we go 17 under 70 all right so this time which is you... exactly a quarter all right so this time you kind of adjust your grip you get it good and you yank and you pull this off you actually grab like the underneath of like these two crossed boards and pull both of them off you hear the nails like screech as they rip out and you manage to get these boards off of this door and toss them aside he does so with the nails sticking up to be the most dangerous <laughs> no he doesn't do that uh but he will then test the doorknob see if he can open the back is there actually a back door still standing or is it just boards yes over? there is still a door uh if you test the knob it feels very loose and shaky you think this would be much easier to break than it was to pull those boards off it and yeah he'll just try and shoulder that right open uh with a 25 <laughs> under 70 and you splinter this like century <laughs> and it just it like bends almost in half and just swings open on the hinge and... and I immediately lose all my grip. <laughs> you do not immediately lose all your grip. As I uh, open a gate to hell. You grab some. Oh, you just lost your grip uh, specifically on the doorknob. Can you guys control these guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody is over by the back door. Whoops. Uh, now I know what Sam <laughs> feels. <laughs> Never ends. Uh, and you come in. This leads into a kitchen. And it is immediately like wrong the you're not sure what exactly it is you think it's like not is it carpeted fully square it's not carpeted it's uh yeah god that would be wrong though uh it is very old like spongy kind of feeling under your feet wood uh plank wood floors and it's just the shape of it seems off, almost like the angles don't meet up exactly right in the corners. It's just very wrong. And there is a very long counter along the back with like a big farm tub uh, type sink in it. The faucet is gone. There's just like a hole where that would be. Uh, most of the cabinet doors are gone. And there is an island in the middle of the kitchen that looks like maybe it once had like a granite countertop on it that is gone and it's just bare wood uh you see some various electrical outlets on the wall that look very old like they don't look like they'd even fit like modern appliances to be plugged into them and there is a a kitchen table and a single chair Uh, the table looks very expensive dark wood 
but it's also definitely seen better days. And the chair is laying on its back and it's missing a leg. And it's got like velvet cushions, but those are torn up and also starting to rot. And there is nothing else in this otherwise rather large kitchen. Obadiah is gonna just kind of call out, Holly, Holly, are you here? I don't know how you would have gotten in, but Holly. And you do not hear any answer from her or from anyone. And your voice uh, echoes a bit just because this room is so empty and you think probably the rest of the place is fairly empty. Do we see, in addition to the things that have been stolen, like, do we see, like, graffiti, like, signs of kids being in here, like, alcohol bottles? Um, uh, not in this room you don't see anything like that. Like, there's nothing like, no bottles of alcohol on the floor, no, like, candy wrappers, no anything. Uh, you do see scratched into one of the walls, you see a name, you see the name Adam scratched into the wall, like, looks like maybe with, like, a pen knife or something. But otherwise, you don't see, like, the detritus of kids, like, in here. Not in this particular room. And you think maybe, like, the ones that broke in, if they came in a different way, they might not have gone as far as the kitchen, because they probably would have just grabbed something and got out. Other than this one who was brave enough to come in here and scratch that. Well, Holly's not in here, but should we just check the next room? Oh, I sure hope this place has a functioning bathroom that I can easily get inside because I certainly know. <laughs> uh, so there's three exits off of this room? Yes, there are three exits off of the room. There is to your north, there is a small door. To your west, there is a uh, larger, more ornate door. And to your south, in the corner that meets the corner the west door is on, there is another smaller door, similar to the one to the north. Perhaps we, each of us, or at least three of us, goes to one door and we open three different doors at the same time. That is our company ethos. Always split up. Obadiah moves to the ornate door in the west. (laughs) I move to the door to the north. And does anybody take the door to the south? Yeah, Cole will head down to the door to the south. Hatman's not coming inside. Hatman sits. <laughs> yeah, Marlon's staying safely outside. That's the only smart <laughs> one of us. Obadiah threw the uh, boards on top of him, and he's been struggling to get up. <laughs> throw open the door. Right. You throw open the doors in unison like you're a SWAT team. And Cyrus... Your door leads to a small vestibule with what appears to be a staircase leading down to a basement in it. Obadiah, your door leads into a large wood-paneled room with a large fireplace and a big picture window. And you see what looks like maybe empty shelves built into, like, recessed in the walls. And Colm... Yours enters into a small room that looks like maybe like it was like a mud room or a laundry room at some point. You see what looks like a water pipe in the wall that at one point maybe was connected to some type of old-fashioned washing machine. And you see some more cupboards with no doors on them. Still no sign of like booze or like other young people doing mischief things. Alcoholic Mountain Dew cans. Uh, in the room that Obadiah opened, there is actually quite a bit on the floor. There's like an old crumpled up tarp. There are several alcohol bottles, some of them broken. There's uh, cartons of cigarettes. There's uh, maybe some other things that would be mentioned in a stream that wasn't a PG-13 stream. But that room does appear to be one that has been entered into quite a bit. Got the party top. Got like the twister dots painted on it or something. Like, what are teenagers partying with a tarp for? There's nothing you can't do with a tarp. Cover things. <laughs> move things. Keep things dry. The possibilities are endless. This episode brought to you by the Tarp Council. <laughs> so, down in this little laundry room on the south side, it, it doesn't look like anybody's been here recently. There's no signs of activity besides the stolen doors it does not 
there's no signs of activity in that one, in that particular room. Uh, though actually, Colm, make me a spot hidden. We can find the bathroom door. <laughs> uh, that is a 26 under 80. 26 under 80. You think you see uh, out of the corner of your eye something scuttling in one of the cabinets. Oh, good. Just a little little mouse or something. Nothing to worry about. Just take a peek. Just, just smaller in case. Than that. Uh, you take a peek and you look and you see what looks like and you kind of, I imagine, jump back because see so from your uh, memory, and you may not have known this, but you definitely know it now. You might be a bit of an arachnophobe because you see what looks like some kind of little white bug trying to like crawl into the into a crack in the corner of the cabinet. Comb shudders and will back away from the cabinet a little bit. Obviously, nothing of, of value in here. You back away, and as you do, you see that it manages to, like, squeeze its way in there, and then it's gone. Do I, like, see, smell, or hear anything weird in the foyer without uh, actually, like, just just looking, gazing into yeah. the abyss? Chanting. It's damp. You, it does smell damper than the kitchen did, uh, and it's very dark. It's dank. And I'm assuming, I didn't ask, but I'm assuming, like, even though it's daytime, you saw this place was boarded up. So I'm assuming you guys took, like, some of the flashlights and stuff from the van with you. Because <laughs> it is very dark in here with the windows boarded the way they are and everything. It looks like I found the way down, which, <laughs> well, if you don't mind me editorializing a bit, um, hopefully is not inevitably where we wind up. Because this is the least Cyrus-friendly place in this area shivering a little bit. He doesn't like the dark. Well, um, down uh, on the south side there's not really anything of of interest. It, um, just looks like a, an old laundry room. Not, nothing much there but some bugs and creepy crawlies. Doesn't look like anyone's been there for a long time. I found what might be a study or a den of some sorts. Uh, the signs of youthful shenanigans may have taken place. The party top is there, uh, fireplace. Looks like double doors to go farther into the house. Well, uh, I say we could progress. Marlon, would you mind uh, popping up by the door that we just knocked open and make sure that uh, no one's showing up? The last thing I would like to do is explain myself to Mr. Bannerman <laughs> again, anytime in the next, well, uh, ever. Right, so Marlin goes to watch the door and keep an eye out for the uh, authorities. And what is the rest of the party heading to? I'd kind of like to converge on Jeff's position for a little bit. Here in Missouri? Yeah. Or in, like, my character? Yeah, so you all head into this yep. room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Missouri. Yeah. I'd like to be really Missouri. far away from here and <laughs> in your house, which is definitely safer than this place. If you'll have Cyrus. Uh, so you guys all converge in this room that, uh, as Cyrus said, big room with fireplace, double doors. Looks like was maybe some type of like office or study at one point. Uh, three of the walls are lined with recessed shelving. You see there's like leftover teen crap on some of the shelves. Bottles, cigarette packs, things like that. See a comic book but nothing that looks like it would have been here originally. No, like, you imagine these were filled with books at one point. None of those. Fireplace is long dead. There's a little bit of ash in the bottom, but nothing that looks of any interest or import. And there is a, uh, as he said, there is a set of double doors that look like they're leading north up into the rest of the house. Well, it's good to know kids are still topping these days. I was worried that it went out with us. Seems like they're having a good time. Nobody else has any top party stories to share from perhaps our childhood. No, I don't recall much of anything useful about my own personal life. But I am sort of intrigued to see what else is on this floor, at least. Maybe see if we can't find any signs like did Harley... You know, like leave a bag by the door or something of that nature. Or maybe she's just just like sitting in a chair somewhere. Just she could have fallen asleep. And, <laughs> it's dark in here. It's possible. 
<laughs> Don't remind me. Sometimes people sleep for a day and a half. It happens. Uh, if anybody wants to give a uh, spot hidden in this room, they can. I'll do a spitting. Look for any signs of you guys having been in here previously or anything like that. Not a whole Obadiah. <laughs> I'll spend five of my luck to bring my 65 to a 60 for a success. Just cause. And, uh, 73 under 80. All right. So with uh, just regular successes for Coleman Cyrus, you do see... On the ground, it's hard to tell because it's not like as dusty as you would expect an old place like this to be. But you do see the occasional like footprint or things like that. And some of them do look like they might be a bit bigger than a teen. There's one you see that if you direct Obadiah to it, it is a perfect match for his foot. Uh, and you see it like sort of by the fireplace where there's maybe some ash had blown out and left enough of a scrim on the ground to actually get a footprint. So you know at some point you guys have been in this room. Maybe it's our top. But anyway, we should probably get out of this room. That's enough top top. We could take the top with us later if we feel that we need to. But right now I'm kind of ambivalent towards the top. Let's... Let's keep going. <laughs> I should make a mechanical repair check and see if I would consider the tarp a valuable piece of inventory. <laughs> but now let's open the door. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Tarp. The concept of tarps. <laughs> Tarpoline. Uh, so you open these big double doors and you are in an entryway. You see what is obviously the inside of the double front door that uh, you were unable to get it through. You see above you is an old, ornate, looks like maybe brass chandelier that's easily five feet across, hanging from the ceiling. The floor is like a, what do they call it? Like a mezzo, the, uh, those like little, like herringbone wood floor oh, pattern, um, uh, terrazio or something like no, that. A, uh, uh, is it? No, because terrazio is tile. Parquet. It's, it's parquet, uh, right? Part, like parquet flooring, yeah, yeah, yes. Parquet. And there is a, like, big medallion sign in the center and that uh, just appears to be, like, just like a random pattern. It doesn't look like anything oh. occult or anything like that. Just kind of ostentatious. And again, you didn't notice it in the study, but again in this room, it just feels odd. Like, you feel like uh, there is a, to your east, there is a large staircase going upstairs like one of those big ones that like goes up and then the top kind of like branches and you swear like that side is narrower than the side that the front door is which it obviously shouldn't be it should open up like there's just these weird architectural quirks that just make it feel off like nothing supernatural exactly but just like that this house was designed not right. Like, it's, it just gives you kind of this, this feeling of unease, like looking at, like, an optical illusion almost type thing. And then there is an open doorway across from the doorway you came out of. This one does not have any doors or anything on it. It's just a big open archway with, like, molding along it. And on the other side of it is a huge, like, living room or family room. There is a very large, ornate sofa in it, but it is torn to pieces, and it is... All of the fabric on it is rotting. And you notice in the corner of this room a pile of what appears to be equipment. You see uh, what looks like a couple of large cameras set up. You see what looks like a portable flood lamp. And you see boxes similar to the ones that were in the van and that were in Obadiah and uh, Marlin's rooms. Like the kinds that would have like recording equipment in them is piled up in the corner of this room. And then from the furthest corner of the house, you hear, y'all find Holly yet? Okay, I'm coming to uh, you. We found some equipment. Right. Love equipment from far away. It's muffled. Obadiah, with your spot hidden of 17 under 25, you see basically just, it's not exactly hidden, but you do see all of this equipment, and you definitely recognize it as matching 
your guys' own equipment. In fact, uh, the cameras look like they would fit perfectly into the cases you found that didn't have cameras in them. Do we see the missing, like, walkie-talkie? You do not see the missing walkie-talkie. Let's flip on one of the ones that we have and see if Holly's in the house. Holly, are are you here? Just static. No answer. One of you more technically inclined, let me know. Can, Can we roll the tape as it were because I just say that sometimes I actually and then it would cut away I have no idea the movie magic does it look like we have anything recorded uh, yeah if anybody if anybody has uh, say that I believe that would be electronics and wants to attempt to figure out how to roll back the tape on one of these bigger cameras they can you see it does have like the fold out view screen on the side like these are pretty big like production camera so it's probably like a three inch like lcd screen would i be able to argue for photography for this since it's a camera uh you know what actually i would say yes you can use photography that's cool because i didn't take electronics but i did take photography i have electronic i will let both of you roll with oh 32 under 70 on photography which is a critical success i do not know why i'm saying (laughs) The word photography. Well, that's photography. I got an 84 over 60. Uh, so Marlin picks up one of these cameras. He can't quite figure it out. I mean, he's not a camera guy. He's a sound guy. But Colm, he is able to, no problem. It feels like you've done this a million times, and who knows, maybe you have. You flip this viewfinder open. You hit a button, and you roll back. And it is nothing. There is... you. Looks kind of like if you've ever seen, uh, and you guys will all know this, and hopefully a good few of our listeners will, if you ever tune a TV to a channel that do- that you don't have that doesn't come in, and it's just like, it's not exactly totally static. You see, like, you can kind of make out movement in it. The static sound kind of for a second almost turns into voices, but then goes back to sound like a scrambled TV channel. And... With that role that you got, you know that there is something wrong. Like, this clearly did record something, but it is not playing it back correctly. Like, it's been damaged almost, it seems. Damage like mechanical repair could fix it? Why not, Spironics? You can roll me a mechanical repair on it uh, if you want to try and see if you can sure. figure out what's going on. Now, normally I'm more used to fixing, a, like, say, a van, but... Maybe I can and nah, oh, so close. I'm gonna spend four of my luck to bring that sixty-three down to a fifty-nine under sixty. Can I also let Yeah. Yeah, you can also give it a try. Fourteen under eighty, <laughs> which I think makes it. Uh yeah, that does in fact make it. Uh so I will say Obadiah, with your regular success, you were able to figure out that maybe there's something wrong with the actual tape. And saying that, uh, Marlin, you then go and you check it and you see it actually isn't a tape. It is a disc on this one. And you are able to get this disc out and you look at it and with your role, it's obvious. And in fact, pretty much be obvious to anyone looking at this now that it's out. The bottom of this CD has just been scratched up like someone took like a key or something to it and just scratch it up, and then stuck it back into the camera. Well, this here disc is ruined. Seems like on purpose, too. What about the other one? Now, did they have the decency of, of scratching, like, an N into <laughs> it? Like an N shape? Uh, no, it's just random squiggles. It l- looks like they were trying to, like, like a little kid drawing mountains almost type thing. Like, just jagged zigzags. I don't like it. Yeah, and I believe, uh, said you wanted to check the other one and the other camera if you eject the disc out of that one same thing it is just scratched up do we have more of those little disky doos uh if you look through the rest of the equipment in here you do see spare discs you see that they're I'm trying to think because i did actually look this up uh, what they, but it, it's some like ridiculously small amount it's like it's like 64 gigabyte megabyte like they were this stupidly low <laughs> but you do find spare discs None of them are damaged, though, if you look through them. It is only the two that were in the camera. I mean, do we do we want that? We all 
hunters of horror houses. So, do we record this? Yeah, if you want, you can switch him out. Uh, and with Colm's earlier role, he knows that he can operate this thing. Yeah, I think he's he's willing to lug a camera around for a bit. If it means separating himself from the action a little. As they say, everything is content. <laughs> that they do, my friend. Mm-hmm. So you guys swap out the disc. Colm gets the camera back powered on and pops it up on his shoulder and just following everybody around recording. Hello, gentle viewer. Perhaps I've talked to you before, or maybe I've never, because I've lost my memory. All of us have, but we've returned to the scene of perhaps the amnesia crime, the Hobsham Horror House. We recovered our equipment, the discs damaged, Holly missing, basement Dank. Top floor just keeps going. <laughs> Got to cut. It takes at least a couple rolls to just really get them into it. It's like, all right, all right, I, think, I think we built this. But come with us for our for second, at least, walk around the Hobsham Horror House. Let's go. So, my friends, pedal to the metal, as it were. Here we are, the basement browsers about to descend into this dank unknown. As we walk towards the basement. Now. Definitely getting some quality B-roll of the just creepy house. Yeah, just the creepy house, yeah. Yeah, I'm sounding. Colm, once again, thinks he sees a spider, tries to get the camera on it, and it's gone. Now, for the faint (laughs) of heart, this is not a stage prop, as he literally lifts this, like, if it's the long-nosed ones, they're like a foot-long gun. That just comes from the bottom of the frame up, I guess. Um, <laughs> that he is having trouble holding because it is quite heavy. Uh, and his strength is like 20 or something. So I will... You might want to just verify that you have a permit for that before we commit to showing that particular footage. <laughs> just... <laughs> just... I mean, there, there is a permit for it. You guys did find that. It just... Cyrus you see the gun go back down <laughs> out of the frame. I <laughs> just... <laughs> Well, it, you know, I don't something check off. Anyway, let's go to the basement. I had to look it up again. It's a Smith and Wesson 681 that has been modified to fire 44 oh, instead of 38. 481, 681. I don't know a lot about it. 681. 681. Oh, that's one big scary shooty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I guess like real 44 magnums. Yeah, and longer, it's actually a little bit bigger like, than it normally yeah it's actually even a little bit bigger than it looks in that picture because it has been it's had the uh chamber in the barrel switched out so that it can fire a larger round that is a big scary shooty duty it's you guys head on down and and as you step in you get hit with another one of those like weird waves of nausea as you come down these stairs and you all have another very very vivid memory and the first thing in this memory is you hear this voice that you've heard in a couple of these other memories and you think is holly's voice say huh you you don't see that every day did you know this huh huh where go anyone else hear that please tell me someone else can hear that i should go back to the van i I left something that might be useful in there. Now, I don't mean to alarm anybody, but uh, wasn't there a door here just a minute ago? Just so folks know, that was a bracketed unintelligible on the lines that I was given. It did not have a small stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyrus says it, you think from the memory like that it was a name, but you can't make the name out. And I am going to uh, ask for the second and final con roll of the session. Again, from everybody. <laughs> Good ones. So we've got a, uh, what do we got from Cyrus? A 25 under 50. Uh, Obadiah? A 24 under 55. No spider vomit for me this time. <laughs> uh, and how about Colm? Uh, 12 under 45. No spider vomit for me either. And Marlin. Well, I assume I'm turning into the fly, because that's a 98 oh. over 60. If that, uh, 
So you guys all feel this weird nausea again as you have these memories. And then Marlin just collapses unconscious. And that is where we are going to uh, end this session. Yeah, that sounds right. You are in this creepy basement and Marlin has just passed out apparently. It happens. You shouldn't do Ooh. that, Marlin. Mm-mm. Not in the basement. No, not in there the basement. There was a tarp upstairs. That was a moldy couch. Come on now. <laughs> For rolling and moving bodies. Amenities abound in the Hobsham Hole House. But my friend here has decided to take just a little spell on the natural earth of the floor. Nitro. 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 We are going through the Forget-Me-Not Call of Cthulhu module by the person who wrote it that I definitely have. It's definitely Brian the person Sammons. who wrote uh, by it. By Brian M. Sammons. Brian. Uh, Obadiah wants to roll a spot hidden, I saw. No, it was, uh, or is that an old it was in the chat suggesting that if Colm is looking for a math, he needs to roll for it. To see if he spots meth. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Colm is going to roll just to do a quick meth check. Um, that is a 78 under 80 um, for a spot meth. Uh, 78 under 80, you unfortunately do not see any meth. You do catch out of the corner of your eye another one of those weird little white bugs run under the sofa. Don't like You'll it. You'll probably smoke one of those. Don't like it. Uh, Don't smoke bugs, kids. Never smoke bugs. Boop. Maybe if instead of going upstairs, you check that uh, third original door, that could possibly be a good end point. Now that you've got uh, some light from the camera, and also I'm assuming, oh, like you I said, like that you guys had flashlights and the such. Down the stairs. The dark, the dark. Yeah. Now, now, when your keeper and Call of Cthulhu encourages you to go into the basement, you listen. Boop. Good night, Jero. <laughs> Good night, Jero. Oh, that's that's a bloop to bloop all bloops.